Steve Maraboli once said, "Our moral economy went bankrupt long before our financial one." God. Keep this in mind as we discuss today the multipolar shift and what is at its core. My name is Dr. David Wallaru, and my name is Dr. Ross Stewart, and you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. China boosts for China its currency surpasses the US dollar for the first time this week. It makes Yuan the most traded foreign currency on Moscow exchange. Russian President Vladimir Putin says Russia shares an unprecedentedly high level of relations with China. While the West has sanctioned fuel imports from Moscow of its invasion of Ukraine, China's imports of oil from Russia rose to record highs in May. Russian President Vladimir Putin says that he's keen to strengthen military cooperation with China. He said that the Russia-China relationship is a stabilizing factor. for the region The world is a random, meaningless chaos or is it? How do some of the best, wealthiest and most powerful people seem to know what's coming before it happens? Well, one way is that they create the circumstances in their favor, but the other is that they know how to read the world's stage. and spot patterns and trends in key areas. They don't get lost in the overwhelm of endless information. They know what's important to pay attention to using their own formulas and most importantly, they know where to put that information to actually make it usable. Would you like to be able to do the same thing? Well, we have a course that teaches you to do that exact same thing. It's called No Nonsense Politics. So if you want the leg up that some of the world's brightest have, as well as an online community of people who think for themselves just like you, check it out. Link in the description box below. If I was sitting in your shoes, I'd be asking the following question. What is at the core of this multipolar shift? The two main things we're looking at are energy and currency. Indeed, those will be the uh, elements that will influence the trajectory At least in my experience, when it comes down to geopolitics, you're always going to look at these two main elements: energy and finance. And this is exactly what we are witnessing. And and the key element to all this also is when you look at what other countries are doing. You take, for example, China. What is China doing in the near term, Ross? Do you know? China in the near term is going to be reopening and buying East Siberian Pacific Ocean crude. which is oil from Russia you know Whoa. and what does it mean it means that it will eventually erode the role of brent crude on the global market and when you add the financial aspects to it how is china trading with russia in yuan in yuan and rubles so this is why we're saying this this multipolar shift You have to think about it in terms of what is at the core that's going to influence its trajectory and by how fast it's going to move forward. Well, we're certainly seeing it happen. We pre- we predicted this last year. And we're certainly seeing it move more actually more rapidly than I had anticipated. Well, that tells you because the shift in the global order it's not uh, it's not uh, subject to schedule yeah. <laughs> or time. It happens when it happens. Yeah. What the West, in this case, didn't count on, it didn't count on that the conflict in Ukraine is going to precipitate, is going to push the shift faster than anticipated. This is why Europeans find themselves 
loss given now the shortage in energy because they didn't expect it will go this fast. The assumption in the West, you know what it was? It was that once you sanction the Russians, the Russians' economy is going to collapse. And it did. We didn't see that at all. It Matter did the fact, reverse, Ross. It did the reverse. You know, I have, the, I have a friend who is currently in Russia right now, mm-hmm. and she said, unbelievable, things have never been better in terms of the spirit of the people, in terms of the economy, in terms of consumer goods, brand names, yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's good. And, yeah, and this is where that key elements of why you look at these two factors, energy and currency. Yeah, you, of course, you, when you mention currency, you're going to talk about the dollar because being the world reserve currency. But the financial aspect, the element of currency in general term, in addition to energy, will be the key factors that's going to give you an indication as to which trajectory this shift is taking. Okay? Who's going to embark on it? Yeah. And is this a repeat of what happened before in history? Oh, my God, is it ever. You want to do a deep dive into the history of Sure, Ross. Yeah. You know, in, in preparation of doing this research, saying, what is the average lifespan of, re, of a reserve currency? That is the world currency that mm-hmm. people are trading in. Mm-hmm. Spain, 1530 to 1640, 110 years. That's quite a span. Quite a, yeah. Britain, 1815 to 1920. 105 years. France, 1720 to 1815, 95 years. We're getting a trend here, right? Indeed. Netherlands, 1640 to 1720, 80 years. Portugal, 1456 to 1530, 80 years. The United States, 1920 till now. The clock is ticking. Ticking. Yeah, because uh, will it be fair to say that for the currency, for the U.S. dollar is on its last leg of its hegemony? Well, you know, all, we're always devoted to what are the trends, what are the yeah. patterns, yeah. and what does history show us in terms of where things are headed? Yeah. Well, history has said, at best, you've got 10 years. Yeah, and it looks that way to me. And the way I, I based my arguments on, mm-hmm. and again, not only the trends, but also, as we said at the beginning, the two main elements, energy and currency. Yeah. Well, what do I mean by currency in this context? Is that you look at now the conversation about the petrol yuan. Oh, yeah. So, if you are to think right now about the Gulf states in the Middle East, oil producers, if you see where they are shifting the conversation, you know, you're talking about Iran, you're talking about Saudi Arabia joining BRICS, would be BRICS Plus, you're talking about Turkey. So, all, all this, what it represents to me, is an indication for where that trend is. And when you tie this, to the currency aspect, you can just see, in addition to what you said, as far as the time span, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Right on track historically. Yeah, it's because you're already seeing this, uh, the transactions in the yuan currency between China and in ruble with the Russians. So it's already there. This is nothing new. It's already there. Except that it's going a little bit faster than the, world, the West anticipated. Working around the U.S. dollar, we're also seeing trades for petroleum, and in, it's, a, it's a bartering system with technology and education and so on. So we're seeing some of that occur without the U.S. dollar being involved at all. Yeah. Is this an indication for the further decline of the U.S. dollar moving oh, forward? Oh, I wonder. I wonder. So you can just see where, where this is going. And, and, and my indication to this, Ross, just for you to understand, if you happen to be an American watching this, you need to grasp the severity of something like this 
once the dollar collapses. It will impact you overnight. That's how fast. We've been talking about this before. I don't like to beat the dead horse. I don't yeah. like to repeat myself too much. But at the same time, we, we can't ignore this. Well, one of the things we're seeing is that the dollar being the reserve currency is actually causing the standard of living in the United States to be artificially supported up because of the demand of, of the, for the U.S. currency to be the standard. We're also seeing that goods being imported are cheaper than they really could be based on that, yeah. which means that you and I and all of Americans are paying less than many others in the world. It also means the U.S. can borrow more money. As good as that is, uh, okay. Yeah. Adding more to the debt, we already have enough. <laughs> Did you know we already crossed now to 30, uh, $32 trillion? Well, here's another real question mark, and that is with the U.S. being in charge of the, of the reserve currency, that means the United States can sanction other countries that they disapprove of what's going on. Yeah. And we've certainly seen that as a boomerang arrow. Yeah, it won't work. It won't work uh, moving forward. It has worked for the last 20, 20, 25 years. It's not going to work any it's, moving forward. Yes. And there is a reason for that, you know. And the reason is that when you start to look at the trade regionally, yeah. the settlements of the trade between countries within their own region, they trade in their own currencies, which means what? It will erode the role of the U.S. dollar. Because other countries are going to be saying, why do I need to hold the dollars anymore? China went ahead and liquidated the treasury bills to, to get rid of the U.S. debt. Because who's going to be buying U.S. debt? Exactly. Yeah. Who can afford it, for one thing? Exactly. You know. And this is why you're seeing, for example, as an example, for you to put things in perspective, the trade between Russia and China is conducted in their own currencies outside the U.S. dollar. You know, it's not like this is going to happen by tomorrow. No, 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 no. We're no. seeing this as a transition that has a very clear arrow pointed in any direction. Yeah. The direction is the U.S. dollar and other currencies taking off. Taking off. Yeah. And there might be many of them, actually. Indeed. And that is the reason why we wanted to address this topic today. It's because when it comes down to geopolitical shifts, you know, you're going to have to consider other elements as well. There yes. are more than just, you know, you look at even the advancement of technology. You're going to have to consider infrastructure, yeah. you know, the health of an economy and so forth. We all know all those factors are part of that. But we decided to focus on the two main ones, at least in our opinion. We could be wrong. Yeah. And, and I'm not shy. I don't shy away from saying if I am wrong, I'll admit it. Say, hey, I was wrong. No, but the way at least I've been seeing the trends over decades is that energy and currency are the one that is influencing that trajectory of the global geopolitical landscape. With good reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and if I am to give you a historical example, I'll take you back to 1973. What happened in 1973? The, the oil embargo. embargo. Yeah. What came after it? The currency. You can just see where the link is. This is just a simple example. You know, this is why we decided to focus on this, highlighting this point, especially if you happen to be an American watching this. Now, if you are in a different part of the world, you still have to be concerned of the changes that's going to impact your market, whatever part of the world in, you are in. But if for us Americans, I am concerned. Yeah. It's because I know what it's going to do to the American economy once the U.S. dollar is overlooked completely by the rest of the world. You know, the impact, what is incalculable? What, yeah. happens, when, what happens when the U.S. debt is called? 
Right now, about 60% of the world uh, uh, reserve currency is in the U.S. dollar, 3% is in yuan or other Chinese. Mm-hmm. But we know that with the, with the United States, it's going down, down, down. The percentage is going down, and other currencies are coming up. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's happening rapidly now. As a matter of fact, Ross, last time I remember when we did the video, you mentioned that we need to do a video on how that's going to impact Americans. Oh, yeah. Forward. Well, today I saw a comment on the video we released today, uh, as a matter of fact, about the, I believe, about the U.S.-Africa uh, Leadership Summit. When we're, <laughs> it, was a, it was a comment there from one of our viewers. Uh, he suggested that it would be great if you guys can talk about this topic. And he's right. It's because how much is going to impact the American market, American people, you, if you happen to be an American, all of us. Is going to have a major impact on us moving forward. You know, we kind of ignored Africa. It seems like it's irrelevant. But you take a look at the, where the population is really growing, growing, where markets are really growing, and where there is enormous natural resources that the, that the world economy desperately needs to keep yeah. functioning. Where are they? Well, they're in Africa, and there seems to be no American foreign policy that makes any sense. Yeah. I just find out, Russ, that during this last summit between the U.S. and Africa leader, two countries there signed a lifetime guarantee for their access of natural resources by the U.S., which gives me an idea. Were they bribed or something else? I don't wonder. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that, dig into which those two countries are. And we will let you know once, once we confirm the information. There is one thing we don't do here. We do not just state whatever till we confirm it. I know some, some of our viewers get frustrated. Some of our videos are a little bit late, but we're going to have to confirm the information. Would you rather know what's truly going on or, or just get the blast of the headline? Yeah, well, yeah. and we're not a news outlet. And, and, and then build your whole opinion on what's going on on the headline as opposed to the deep dive, what's really happening. Yeah. Indeed. Well, there's the other element, as we said. We talked about the currency. There's the other element of the energy. And again, we have to provide an example uh, for our viewers to, to really put this in perspective. Because with the examples, you put things in perspective. And the best example that I could think of, based on the research we did, was the idea of just realizing how much China, for example, import oil energy from Saudi Arabia and from Russia. Oh my God. But I got some stats here. In 2021, China imported about 79.6 million tons of crude from Russia. That's the equivalency of 1.6 million barrel per day, <laughs> you know, versus, versus 87.6 million tons from Saudi Arabia, which is the equivalency of 1.8 million barrel per day. However, you move forward, and this, by the way, for China, it accounted for about 15% to 17% of China's total crude import, which is amount to about 10%. 1.3 million barrel per day. That's how much China acquired. So, so moving forward, you start to see in this example, and this is 2021. Yeah. So now Russia replaced Saudi Arabia as the main supplier of oil. This is why we're saying for the pipeline, remember the first one when we started about the Siberia Pacific Ocean crude? Oh, yeah. That's a Russian pipeline coming from up north. Absolute evidence that the 
sanctions are working to harm Russia. Yeah, you're right. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. And this is why we're saying those two trends are very important to understand. Oh, yeah. the, the, what is at the core of geopolitical shifts beside politics or the nuance of politics or international affairs or global affairs, whatever you want to call it, is the elements that have a direct influence on the economy, on people's purchasing power, yes. on the currency, yes. on where things are headed. And that's why we thought about the idea of addressing these two. Maybe in the next video we can do something else addressing the other elements of this. So that is where we see the idea of uh, energy and currency will be the determining factors. In so I'll be curious to see how 2023, this year, is going to proceed when it comes down to those two elements. And I'm going to keep my eyes open. Because remember, this year, 2023, will be the upcoming summit of BRICS in South Africa. And BRICS wants to come up with its own currency. Yeah. At least they've been talking about it. I, I don't know how far along that's gone. They've been talking about it. Uh, to my, uh, uh, what I found, Ross, was about the conversation took place back in 2011. That's how old. So it's 12 years of in a conversation. Yeah, but also it's not easy to implement. Oh. And this is why I believe if BRICS members do not resolve their own internal oh, yeah. miscommunication, like, for example, India and China regarding the borders in the Himalayas, if they don't resolve that issue once for all, things won't move forward. There's also the water issue, but... Yeah, that's for another show. Yeah, that's that's the, but no, they've been talking about it, and now it appears that they are on the phase of, is it time to implement this given the changes on the geopolitical landscape? That's how I see it. That's where I see it going. So, so just uh, you also have to think in terms of the role Saudi Arabia plays into this, and what I do I mean by this? You got two two entities Saudi Arabia wants to be part of. One is BRICS. And you know what the other one? The SCO, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. Oh, interesting. Yeah, both of them. You can just see, this is why we keep repeating this to make sure you understand it, that the currency and energy, the two main elements that influence the trajectory of geopolitical direction. So that's what we wanted to talk about today. Any final thoughts for us before we close this out? I just want to emphasize where, you know, one of the things we're doing is data points, Figure out what are the patterns, what mm -hmm. are the trends, mm -hmm. so you can understand what's going on now and start to make reasonable predictions about the future. Yeah. So if we see the reserve currency of the United States stop decline, the dollar being declining, what can we expect in the future for the economy of the United States? And I just raised that question because we want people to start looking at what this information really means to them. Yeah. And that's where I feel it's part of our responsibility, Ross, to also bring those issues to the fore, put them on the table yes, and address issues that matter to the Americans. You know, uh, enough of this nonsense of, you know, the people are, are so distracted. <laughs> and I know it's by design, but, but come on, people need to wake up. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hope, let's, hope, yeah. let's, hope, let's hope we're making a contribution to people really waking up. There are a lot of other voices that are coming awake. Indeed. Indeed. Well, we hope you find this very informative and I will look forward to seeing you next time. As always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.